0: Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm happy to have Sarah Cuddy here with me. She's a Houston based financial advisor with Beard. She's a certified financial planner and a certified divorce financial analyst who focuses on helping young professionals, divorcees, and retirees. Sarah, thanks for being here.
1: Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Well, Sarah, can you share us a little bit more about kind of what made you decide to focus a little bit more of your practice on the financial planning in the divorce arena?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So from the earliest days of my practice, I could see there was really a need for financial planning and financial advice in the context of divorce. And I would get calls from people asking if I could help them with, you know, either craft a settlement or help them with the settlement they already had. And what I was able to offer was really limited. So when I moved my practice to Baird back in 2015, I finally had time and space and support that I needed to get training to become a divorce specialist. And it really changed the way that I practice. It's allowed me to offer a truly valuable service for the people who really can benefit.
0: Why is it important to have a financial planner involved in the divorce process before everything's finalized?
1: Yeah, that's a question that I get a lot. And I wanna be very clear. Not every case needs a financial planner or a divorce financial advisor. But if the estate is complex or if one spouse is less knowledgeable about the finances than the other, a divorce financial advisor can help the couple avoid pitfalls they can't easily see. So for example, we can optimize a settlement agreement to minimize tax impacts and make sure that each party has enough ready cash to meet their post-divorce goals, or make sure no one gets saddled with an asset that they can't maintain. I also play an important role in educating clients so they move forward confidently. And lastly, engaging a professional like me means you get access to my years of experience and creativity when it comes to divvying up an estate. So there's definitely a role to play. You just have to kind of look for those signs of when there is a need for someone to offer this type of service.
0: Nice. How does it differ by being a certified divorce financial analyst? How does that help more than the typical financial advisor that doesn't really get involved with the additional training?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. When a financial professional earns their their certified divorce financial analyst, their CDFA designation, they receive training specific to the financial elements of divorce. So a financial advisor, someone whose business card says financial advisor is typically a person who's licensed to broker the purchase and sale of securities, but they have no training in family law or the financial elements of divorce. So even if someone is a certified financial planner, they still don't have the divorce specific training. And that's really important. The Having a CDFA also signals a commitment to working with divorcing couples and divorced people. We specialize in this work because we really see the value in doing it.
0: Is there any sort of advice that you would give for anybody maybe starting down that divorce path?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before you open the conversation, before you go home and start talking about divorce, give some thought to how you want to divorce and most people think that you have to litigate but that's just not true so some couples can reach an agreement just sitting across from each other at the kitchen table and if that's you write down how you want to divide everything up hire a lawyer to write your decree we call that uncontested divorce it's the cheapest way you can get divorced and for the right couple it's a really great method you can also pursue collaborative divorce And in a collaborative divorce, each person has their own attorney and there are neutral professionals like me, like a divorce financial advisor and a mental health professional who help the couple reach an agreement. There's also cooperative divorce where each party still has their own attorneys, but maybe they work with the financial professional to reach a financial settlement kind of offline. Um, And then there's also mediated divorce where the couple works with a mediator to reach an agreement. So there's a lot of different ways you can get divorced depending on the dynamics of your case. And deciding how you're going to get divorced first will dictate everything you do from there on out, and especially your choice of attorney, because the choice of attorney is going to influence the outcome of your entire case. So consider how you want to do it before you start the process.
0: And we've already touched on this a little bit, but one misconception that a lot of people have is that the divorce team is really strictly attorneys. So obviously that's not the case. So who do you see as kind of the key components to a strong divorce team? And also, what do you recommend people look for when they're selecting those members of the divorce team?
1: Absolutely. So really good question. Divorce has three key elements, emotional, financial and legal. So a divorce team needs to address each of these elements. And that might mean having a therapist for either or both parties. And that can be a mental health professional that sits in the room with you during negotiations, or it might just be pursuing therapy outside of the divorce process. And a financial advisor for either or both parties. And of course, each of the parties need to be represented by attorneys. So you're going to have some element of mental health care. You're going to have some element of financial expertise. And then of course you have two attorneys. Those are the basics. And when selecting these core team members, just make sure they specialize in divorce. That's number one. And make sure that they're willing to work within your desired divorce method. So I'm going to pick on the attorneys a little bit. If you've decided to pursue an uncontested case and you hire someone who's a litigator, you're going to have a mismatch and it's going to make it much harder for you to get through your divorce the way you want to. Now, each case is unique and uncommon issues can come up. So sometimes there are other team members that are needed. So if there's really highly complex tax issues, we might need a CPA. If you're thinking that there was fraud or financial infidelity, then we may need a forensic accountant. And if the disposition of real estate is an issue, like a mortgage banker or a real estate agent that specializes in divorce transactions would be incredibly valuable. So staff your basics and then think about anybody else you need to add and always go with a specialist.
0: You touched on some of these other types of divorce, and I still think there's a lot of misconceptions out there that there really is only that litigation path. So what are your thoughts on the different types of divorce? Obviously, we've got collaborative, you mentioned mediation, cooperative or amicable, I guess would be another term for it, or litigation. So what are your thoughts there?
1: So we've touched on this, right? There's this misconception that divorce always has to be like expensive and ugly and painful, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not fun when your marriage ends. But I know from experience that there are different pathways. So if I could intercept more people early on and help them choose either collaborative, cooperative, or uncontested, I would die happy. Because if you choose to work outside of the traditional litigated method, you do a few things. You're going to save yourself some heartache. You're likely to save yourself some money because fighting is expensive. And you're going to be able to preserve a relationship going forward. And if you have kids together, even if they're grown and have left the house, you're going to be co-parenting for the duration of your lifetime. There's going to be weddings, there's going to be graduations, there's going to be baby showers, hopefully. So going outside of the traditional litigated process really has a lot of benefits for couples. And I wish more people knew and recognized that.
0: Thinking back, do you have a memorable case that you've worked on that had a really big impact on you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I worked on a a cooperative divorce early in 2022 and the settlement that we helped this couple craft, we never would have gotten it in mediation or certainly not in court. So one of the parties really needed to stay in the family home so that the couple's child could finish high school. And we reached an agreement for the non-custodial parent to continue mortgage payments until the child could graduate. So this allowed the custodial parent and the child to stay in the home And it really gave that family some stability because this is a huge life change and what they needed more than anything was the ability to maintain status quo and in my experience a judge never would have ordered that in reality it was a relatively lopsided settlement but it's what that family needed and so going outside of the litigated or mediated process can allow us to get creative and it can allow a couple to look at the choices that they're making and make choices that are loving and compassionate. So just because you don't want to be together anymore as a couple doesn't mean that you can't make loving, compassionate choices. So again, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse a little bit, but divorce is hard. It doesn't have to be ugly and you can choose a more civil way out. And I just, I love that experience and I want to do that with more couples if I can.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been great. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave us with today?
1: Yeah. For those of you who are out there thinking that your marriages might be coming to an end, know that it's not going to be easy, but I encourage you to do a bit of homework. Look around for the divorce message that fits you. Build your divorce team based on your needs. So address the financial element, the mental health element, and of course the legal element. And proceed with an open mind, knowing that you may be able to settle your case peacefully or you may have to go to a mediated or litigated route, but to the extent that you can try to keep things as civil as you can, and that'll likely make things less horrible. Hire the experts you need, and you could come out on the other side looking okay. (laughs)
0: That's good advice for everyone. So, well, if anyone would like to reach out to learn more about you and the services that you offer, what's the best way to find you?
1: Yeah. So I'm on the web at sarahcuddy.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-U-D-D-Y.com. I'm also on Facebook. So just search for Sarah from Baird. And I'm on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash I-N slash Sarah Cuddy. And before we go, our attorneys have asked me to remind you and the listeners that I am a financial advisor employed at Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated, and that I do not offer legal advice because I am not an attorney.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Sarah. This has been a pleasure and I certainly hope somebody got some good advice out of this. So thank you for joining.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Adam.
0: Absolutely. Thanks.